0: Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 345 Guitar Stuff and Small Talk. This morning, Matt and I get together and we talk about my guitar build and a bunch of other small talk stuff, all the way from humidity to grounding wires. Enjoy the show hi and welcome to the indie music podcast the podcast
1: for independent musicians and other audio professionals we're your hosts i'm matt denton also known as mojo of ragged birds music i'm a bay area mix engineer and recording artist and douglas reynolds of resonance mastering a mastering engineer in bloomington illinois
0: hey good morning good morning what's up what's up me you ever ever just enjoy some of the features of your chair that you don't really,
1: you know. I do sometimes. Sometimes I sit in it and it goes. It just kind of goes plop. I think that because um, I leave it out here in the in the shed where the temperature changes so much that sometimes the air in the in the chamber kind of <laughs> loses its oh its, its, <laughs> its oomph.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've been. It's been really really dry here. Um, oh seriously, our, our house. Uh, we got down to like. I don't know, like 20% humidity in the house. Mm. Um, and so that was kind of freaking me out because of guitars. Right. Um, and uh um, so we uh we have like four humidifiers running. I actually bought one really? for the studio. Um and uh running twenty-four seven right really? now. Um and I got the studio up to uh about forty-two percent now. Um, so is is it, okay. So
1: wait, is it the weather that's dry or is it the heater making the house dry?
0: Oh, it's the weather that's dry. It's like, yeah, it's cold. It's, uh, freezing temperatures and, yeah, um, and I never really noticed it before, but this year it was just like, you know, I mean, it started with, I can't breathe, you know, my nose is so so dry and, Mm. um, you know, we're going to end up with, uh uh sinus infections and yeah, stuff like yeah. that you know and I was like what's going on here so I bought a a couple of uh what are they called? Um hydrometers. Hydrometers, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, or hydrometers, what, whichever. And um yeah, with that and I was like, damn, our house is like twenty percent humidity. That's like not healthy. But what so it's supposed it, to be, because I've never used in, one. In the forties. Oh, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> and uh, you know somewhere between 40 and 60 somewhere in there is is a healthy range and especially for like wood with guitars right you know um you know 45 to 50 percent humidity is kind of where you want to stay keep those yeah. um so they don't get too wet too, uh, or nor too dry and, and i was like man this is gonna cause my you know like my tops to like split or something you know from the wood drying out and I was huh. kind of freaking out so maybe I should um, get one I had also noticed because I'm working on i um, doing this guitar build and I right. noticed that some of the wood that I'm working with is starting to was like changing dimensions on me oh really you know? but, and I was like that's really weird and uh and, and it was drying out um wow and so you know and so it was shrinking um which I guess is okay it's good and dry yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> but well however um you're right interesting but uh yeah. Anyway, um, so that's uh, we've been battling humidity here.
1: That's a uh, that's something you don't hear too much about, but it sounds like that's something that you know people should pay more attention to, <laughs>
0: especially I think if you if have you, guitars. Yeah, if you're maintaining, maintaining guitars or any type of yeah. uh, lumber in a wood shop or or something like that, then mm. it's definitely important. Um, and then, you know, for, for health, too. I mean, getting really dry like that, I mean, it uh, it sucks all the moisture out of your... Oh, yeah, no, it's bad for your skin. Uh, yeah, bad for your skin and bad for your, you know, ability to fight off uh, infections, bacteria, and stuff like that. Um, bad
1: for your singing and speaking voices. Very, yeah, yeah true. All so. of that. Hey, I don't know if you've heard, speaking of that... Um, <laughs> really kind of changed things for me when i heard somebody say uh the uh your your voice it's like the water you drink uh like two days ago three days ago is uh what's powering your voice today (laughs) oh really (laughs) like, like you really gotta keep on top of your hydration if you're talking a lot singing voiceover any of that stuff
0: uh the coffee counts right Maybe. i'm not sure so 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 today you're hearing the coffee i had two days ago right
1: <laughs> i used to choke that so here's
0: um, to a couple days from now.
1: beer and beer and chicken wings were my my uh water intake and protein
0: <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's where that silky smooth comes from <laughs> that's right. beer and chicken wings beer and
1: chicken wings <laughs> oh man so last night we had our annual christmas party so i'm kind of a wreck from uh cleaning and cooking all day and then uh staying up late eating and drinking too much <laughs> Oh, was this family uh this is our annual christmas party with um no it's uh it's like a dinner party for We have like 12 people with some cou- oh, some couples we, we do this we've had a version of it on and off for many many years
0: that, that's fun yeah. traditions
1: are cool it was a lot of fun and some of these people we only actually see once a year because everybody's so busy now um so yeah, good fun, good times, good food. But yeah, I'm kind of feeling the <laughs> feeling <laughs> the effects today, and we have a lot of beer left over. That's what made me think of that. And uh, I just I don't drink beer as much as I used to, so it's gonna last me a while. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you could really work at it today if you wanted. No, you know? I don't think so. Well, hair of the dog, you know. I feel I don't better think later. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Feel like I don't want to see it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, how is your guitar build going? You said
0: you're going to be cutting frets this weekend. Yeah, I got the uh, not the frets themselves, but the fret slots and the that's, fingerboard. No, that's so, what I mean. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's nothing but fingerboard. Um, there's just been so much work to do on it. Um, I think the main thing was just getting through all the, the layout calculations and mm-hmm. the math and geometry that was related to the, the multi-scale layout. Because it's, uh, what, 26 and a quarter on one side. And Did your
1: razor trick work?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so razor and then, um, and then my fret saw. I built a depth stop to make sure I don't, didn't go too deep, get the right depth um, mm-hmm. uh, for the, uh, the fret saw. And I, I made that out of a little piece of aluminum strip cool. uh, that I had. Um, and I got some nice thumb uh, brass thumb screws. And yeah, it actually looks like yeah, you would have bought it at a store. That's cool. But yeah, I got all the fret slots cut and, uh, I have to uh, do some, well, I have to do the finished edge sizes and, uh, and, well, actually before I do that, I need to index the fretboard to the neck, mm. um, which is basically getting on there uh, exactly where it goes and then drilling a couple small holes, one at the, at the top and one at the bottom. Oh, um. And uh, uh, sticking, like, some toothpicks through there for mm-hmm. some little pins to, uh, to make sure that every time I take the fretboard off and put it back on, it's exactly back in the same place. That makes sense. And Because I, I need to put it on and then mark it for the exact edge-width dimensions. Because this is, you know, it would be nice if, if I were actually building the neck and I didn't have to worry about this. But since I took a fretboard off and I'm right. putting a fretboard back on, I, the neck itself is already sanded and machined to size right and so I have to I have to sand and machine my uh fretboard to fit it yeah. exactly you know and which is a whole nother thing and so yeah I get it on there and then uh, I have to scribe some lines uh, as to where I'm going to uh cut those sides to exactly and then so it's off it's on it's off it's on um and then I, I got to bind it because I want to put binding on either side of the, uh, sure. uh down the edge, edges of the fretboard. And, uh, there's just so much more, and, you know, and that's, I haven't even gotten to the point of frets yet, you know, uh-huh. but, um. So this, yeah, I th- you know, this, this project, I, I was like, oh, hopefully you have it done by Christmas. Now I'm sort of like, I hope I have it done by, <laughs> you know, like March. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I was going to say, is
1: this your, this is basically your like your December project, right? This is what you. Yeah,
0: you've this was on. my fall. I started in uh, October on this. Did you really? Um, yeah. And I've just been doing it a uh, little bits here and there when I have time. And lately here, because I've uh, took some time off. I've been working a lot on it this week, but. Yeah, when you only have a, a maybe an hour you can get oh, on to sure. it a day, you know, it's just yeah. gonna take what it takes. So Yeah. I'm just looking forward to get to the point where I'm like working on like the finished stuff because I'm gonna I'm gonna take a torch, I'm gonna burn this guitar. And <laughs> uh I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it's ash, and I'm gonna um I'm gonna torch it uh which will uh, and then I'll sand it uh yeah. Yeah, clean it up and sand it after I torch it and then the uh, the grain in the ash the the open grain will stand out uh, will be will stand out yeah a, a that's lot cool. that's cool that's a cool look yeah and then I'm going to use just like a cl- uh kind of a clear uh polymerized tongue oil finish over the top of it okay um, which is which is nice cuz it's a wipe on and you can do like uh multiple coats and and end up getting like a really nice glossy finish uh with a hand applied uh, you know tongue oil um the polymers polymer it, it, it kind of is a it ends up being the same hardness as like a lacquer okay but without the lacquer right i mean i like lacquer but you know um it eventually chips yeah chips will that and and it's flammable um mm. have to worry about you know, like a pilot light in the house somewhere it oh, right. ignite <laughs> you know i mean there's like all kinds of stuff so lacquers i and, and i have used waterborne lacquer before mm-hmm. uh, which is not flammable but yeah, I'm just. It's a pretty good finish, but I, I, I kind of want to get it glossy, and I never really was really, I don't know, impressed with waterborne lacquer mm-hmm. getting to that point. The um, the real lacquer um, uh, does a lot better for that. Yeah, I agree. but uh, but from what I've seen from the uh, like hand wiping uh, mm-hmm. oils, um, I like this. Uh, it's 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 low tech. It's gonna just take. You know whatever you know eight or ten coats or something like that um with some curing time in between and uh um, and then some buffing it should end up being really nice yeah sounds like that's a fun project that yeah. <laughs> keeps you out of trouble <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah but yeah i've got work to do on the neck because uh the truss rod uh that that shipped with it was wrong which i discovered yeah. when i took the fingerboard off um and so i've got to I've got to route that channel out to fit the new truss rod and then i decided since i got it out i'm going to route two more channels in it and put carbon fiber reinforcing rods in there oh um uh, in the neck and and that will help keep it uh help the wood stay stabilized it Mm -hmm. won't keep it from moving but it'll it'll minimize how much it'll move and um uh, those will still allow the truss rod to to work you know Mm -hmm. um um, so anyway it's, it's kind of you know uh it's since i'm in there i if i wasn't taking the fretboard off and i wasn't already doing the work on the truss rod uh, uh on the truss rod since i'm going to have the router and and guides out and everything anyway yeah. i'm like well i may as well go ahead and do it because the, the the carbon fiber rods are not expensive so it seems like a good thing to do
1: yeah uh, that's yeah you don't hear about that too much but that's a good idea especially if you have a humidity problem
0: yeah <laughs> But yeah, once I get that, you know, then then I can uh, get to the fun stuff and actually getting the fretboard glued on. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting to the point where I'm like installing frets well, uh, installing like uh, pickups and controls and oh. working in the yeah. control cavity and, you know, doing stuff like that. But um, that's like down the road, you know. <laughs> My, my, that's my my want for immediate gra- gratification. Yeah, you know, coming yeah. in. So
1: this does not sound like an immediate <laughs> gratification kind of project
0: at all. No. <laughs> I just hope it plays well when I get done. You know, uh, what good is a, a guitar that looks great but plays like crap? Right. So, anyway, I'm really hoping that everything I've been doing right now uh, works out because, like that geometry was, uh, it was crazy and and down to like the, you know, real, I mean as fine as I could get was you know like. Uh, half of a millimeter, you know, and you can sort of like fudge it because I was using a razor, and Mm -hmm. so I could probably be as accurate as maybe like a quarter of a millimeter with that fine razor, you know. Yeah, but I I don't know, man. How it's it's just really by the time you get down and go through and you look at it, and I hope you know it just. I hope it works out. (laughs) Yeah, me too. There was a, yeah, there was fear involved in that part, you know, where I was like, I just don't, you know, I don't have any certainty, you know, to the point where I was like, do I even trust this ruler, you know? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good point. Hopefully use the same ruler the whole time. Yeah. That's. And then that's I started right. checking it with a digital caliper and it looked okay. I saw some discrepancies, you know, and um, but I don't think a half a millimeter or even maybe a millimeter over the length of the entire fretboard would actually be problematic i don't i don't know what the actual tolerances are but you know if the 24th fret of the um of the low b string isn't quite in tune that's probably okay (laughs) it's probably okay probably not gonna get down there too (laughs) often but i think you know hopefully it'll be close and and i can kind of massage the uh the frets themselves to file one side heavier than the other to kind of move the center point back and forth, you know, and and get, oh, you know, maybe half a millimeter of adjustment on the fret itself if I needed to. So there's still some room there.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to feel like I want to get a fret dressing kit and start doing some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, how's, hey, your guitar moved. I did. I moved it just for you, Doug. Holy
0: crap. It's been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Hopefully you moved it and played it. I played it um, a little bit, yeah. Um but yeah, uh, you know, if you're if you're like playing your guitars and you're feeling the your fret ends, you know, um then it's it's pretty simple to uh to file your fret ends down. Um and uh and get that comfortable again. You know, so that's especially in winter time, um you might notice because the uh, uh, your your you know your oh. fingerboard might be shrink a little bit or something like that, and then the yeah, frets start point. sticking out because the metal doesn't shrink, um, right? You know, and which can, is another
1: uh, important thing is to keep your uh, keep your fretboard you know well oiled so that it doesn't start to shrink on you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that can help, and as they say, you know, nourish the nourish fretboard, the fretboard <laughs> with proper <laughs> nourishing agents you know what yeah. guys I see you seem to clean with is um uh, what is uh, a which is basically um lighter fluid uh, lighter fluid yeah um uh, uh, works really good and doesn't harm finishes is uh, that right and never yeah yeah you can like clean lacquer you know you can clean the guitar body with it and everything it won't hurt your finishes it, huh it just it evaporates so fast um
1: I've never but used it does that a for really that. good job of cleaning
0: um
1: I have some because i uh i have. I have it around because I would use it to dissolve um, gummed up lenses when I was repairing cameras. Uh, it's really good for that because uh, the lubricant inside a lens would eventually start to, you know, get gummy instead of lubricant. It's like the opposite of a lubricant. Yeah. It's gum up. And in order to clean it, you'd have to remove all of the residue of that for like shutter shutter blades to go smoothly against each other. You have to kind of soak it in lighter fluid and work it. and. Enough, but i never yep. would have thought to put it on a guitar fretboard
0: so what do you got up there now is that uh is that a strat no that's my uh that's my um Charvel jackson oh okay can't see the headstock on it so yeah it's, it's it kind of uh, looks it's like nice. a Strat body from here
1: that one it's called trouble and it's called trouble because uh, it was trouble to get and it's trouble to to, to restring because it's a floating, you know, uh, Floyd oh, Rose. Yeah,
0: like a Floyd Rose. And uh, there's some cool tri- tricks on that. Um, oh yeah, I know. You, you block the you block the yeah.
1: The uh, what do you call it? The block. You block the block. Yeah. Block, block the, the block. block. Tune it and then
0: fine tune it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so just a matter of going back and forth like a hundred times. You know, right, that's all <laughs> adjusting strings and yeah, yeah. So just put a day together and hey, you already got the beer, so right, um, right. You know, put just get a day that leftover beer you have <laughs> and uh, you know a couple of Allen wrenches and a screwdriver and go for it. man. You know what's funny about the Floyd Rose is even on even with the Floyd Rose with a
1: completely different neck headstock and and individual tuners, it's still always the G string
0: that <laughs> is the problem. It, yeah, it is on every guitar, I think. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why that is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a like a, a, there's got to be a reason for that. Well, know you know, I I heard a
1: lot that it was the angle uh, that it, it, it it's the nut, and so on. My other my other main guitar, um, I have what's called a string Butler, which is a little add-on guy that goes yeah. that's that goes on to your headstock and uh has little rollers for each um for each string and it, it hits those rollers and then goes down to the nut so that it hits the nut straight on instead of at an angle and it really does oh. help keep it in tune you
0: don't hear about yeah. this too much but like if you're cool. um uh like you're not shouldn't come up any higher than around uh halfway up the 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 string width so right. if, you're, if your nut is coming up and the string is actually buried all the way down inside the nut, mm-hmm. then um, you have room to actually file the top of the nut down uh, and that'll ke- oh. help keep from the string binding in the nut um, oh, causing t- tuning issues. Um, and then the uh, the back side of the nut away from the frets, yeah, um, should should just cut down. You don't even need the string to even touch that. Um, so it should kind of ramp up just to a sort of a oh, uh, yeah, semi rounded like point in the front. Looks like mine are
1: curved a bit,
0: yeah, curved down, and then having the right break angle so that your strings are actually angling down. So if you need like uh, those little string trees or something like that to yeah. make sure that the string the break angle is good, then that'll keep it good contact you know with that surface of the nut but yeah um, i feel like but um, that, that string butler thing that sounds kind of cool so fenders sort of have like, the string trees very often right because yeah. they,
1: they tend to be um their gazelle of the strings are in line i mean all the all the what do you call them the tuners they're all in yeah. line instead of on either side of the headstock
0: but they're kind of weird on uh um well some of them are uh uh because they have like a stepped uh height so, like, like there's yeah. three of them that are taller than the other. And I see some guys actually um, switching those around from the way that Fender actually ships them so that I think it's the shorter ones go to um, uh, the furthest away on the headstock so that you get more brake angle. Oh, um, rather than having the shorter ones up front. I've never um, seen that. Yeah, because you, you already have the brake angle built in for the ones up front because those are closer to the nut. So, that, right. you know, the string's going to break down uh, from the nut, you know. Uh, in that shorter distance yeah but at the but the further ones end up being pretty level and that g-string is one of those yeah um and so the more break angle you 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 get the better down pressure on your nut mm-hmm. you have um which can help uh oh, that, makes in tune. that makes sense that makes sense yeah I'm, I'm looking at my
1: glary bass headstock it's got a it's got a tree
0: yeah how's that that one worked out i know that it's nice uh, initially you were real happy with it yeah
1: i am um i have it in standard tuning and it's uh yeah it's a nice sounding easy playing bass i just got a i just got a sponge to put under the the strings at the oh good idea yeah which you know what's funny i um, i had a hard time finding just a regular sponge because all the sponges (laughs) i found in all the stores i went to have like a scrubber
0: you know oh. one side
1: has the scrubber attached and it was the, really i had to look the, everywhere for just like the, a ta- regular the tile
0: aisle at the big box hardware store oh see i wouldn't have thought of that you know they got those big uh, uh tile sponges and, oh yeah well i have i do have a couple and those you like, can just cut yeah you can just like make uh you know like a dozen of them <laughs> Yeah. No, you could like actually sponge. still have a good sponge around and and cut what you need out of it. You know, those tile sponges. I don't know I what, what, what did I can't think of her name. Who's the bass player that was uh, uh, the studio musician back in the uh, late '60s, '70s? That was like Carol Kaye. Prolif- yeah, thank you. Um, she was like she used one of these and was one of the uh, was like notable for being one of the first uh, um, bass players um, to to actually see them use it like in in yeah. the studio and stuff like that. Now, I know this was. She didn't invent this or anything, and no. this was done. I think God. I mean, maybe James, it was Leo James Fender Jamerson direction. was the
1: one who like made it famous. I think.
0: Yeah, um, but I, I don't think she used a sponge. She she had something else. Um, yeah. This is what remember. I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, it's a, a yeah. piece of sponge right here, and so what that does is it kind of takes the ring out of it and deadens the it deadens the ring of the strings and makes it more percussive.
0: Yeah, how do you feel about? Um, you know, I've been thinking about getting um uh, one of those fret wraps uh you know to yeah pull down I, pull down I, off the first, first I and thought I, about and that I too. probably probably will for the, this guitar I'm building. Um I want to try one. I haven't I kind of want to try one too, you know, because if you're doing um I you know, I mean I know there's people out there going, well, you know, if you have good technique, you don't sure. need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't have the best technique. I don't the, either. And I want to <laughs> try one. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to try one. <laughs> Um, Why not? But uh, uh, you know, for for those people who are uh, you know like like tapping and and legato and stuff like that, um, I think I think those are uh, th- those work really well to keep the harmonics from ringing on the uh, on the other side of uh, you know your fretting hand. Yeah, because um, yeah. that's the main problem is just gets kind of muddy. Um, you know, because you've got the harmonics that are ringing out on one side of of your hand mm-hmm. versus the, the 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 notes that are intended to be playing you know on on the other side of your hand so right um if you can quiet those down and that's kind of the same premise of what's going on with uh, that bass sponge um it's it's getting rid of those uh these some harmonics it's it's, it's deadening in a little bit you know making yeah, things yeah. a little bit uh I, it, it probably for bass i think that probably uh, you know it's just really tightening it up for you yeah
1: well i think stuff like that um uh, the sponge and the and the uh the fret wrap, I think those are good for studio work because yeah. they allow you to be more precise. You know, if you're playing live, it's probably not as important because um, you're playing, you know, you're accompanied, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're doing studio work and you're like individually recording something and you need it to be as clean as possible, that's when something like that, <laughs> yeah. if you have less than less than perfect
0: technique, is probably helpful. <laughs> You see, yeah, you know, it's good to have less than perfect technique. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I practice less than perfect. So, yeah, same.
1: I do my best. I'm going to have to add that to my. So, my De- my December project is basically kind of what it is usually every year, which is like a look back, look ahead, but I'm basically going to take um I'm going to take the month of December to plan my um uh, q1 all my my goals for next year and strategies to 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 make them work I see my brain is a little fuzzy to strategies to implement them and um yeah i'm gonna definitely include um guitar targeted guitar practice in my yeah. 2023
0: my goals. uh christmas wish list is full of uh of video and uh and pdf tutorials this year oh yeah I
1: don't have a Christmas wish list. I don't feel like I need anything at all except a string wrap.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe that'll, maybe that'll, I haven't put my tree up yet. It's going to go up here. I I probably should do that today. Um, And uh, in the studio, I have to put, yeah. Studio tree. Oh, what's that? that. A studio tree. Yeah, I got one. Uh, I actually leave it all decorated and put it in the storage uh oh, the rest of the year. All I got to do is pull it out and plug it in. So
1: that's genius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I put a large car, you know, like lawn car uh-huh. uh, a lawn bag over it um when I'm am storing it and uh yeah, so it'll take me just a few minutes. Um and then um my wall lights I'll I think I'll go uh like alternating green and red or something like nice. that. So. <laughs> But anyway, that's, that's cool. so pretty no, much no uh, no LED strips yet, huh? No, I'm indecisive. the The main thing is is that uh, I'm using all my outlets up here. Oh, that's right. Um, on that wall, and that would be like the wall where it would be split in the middle, and the LEDs would go both mm-hmm. directions from there. yeah, And uh, given that I only have outlets available on the side walls, um, then I don't have enough LED strip to go and do what I want it to do. Uh, so. I am, a, you know, I guess that would be like, so I've got a power conditioner up there and then everything plugs into the power conditioner. And then I've mm-hmm. got my lights that are plugged into the wall, um, which are taking up all my outlets now. Um, and so I guess I need to do like a, a power strip from a power strip. <laughs> yeah.
1: <know>? I've been <laughs> known to do that.
0: But I might do another, like maybe like a, 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 small power strip off of one of these. And cause I think I can share the led lights. They don't draw too much. And then, um, and share the the strip lights and the and these wall lights on on a on a power strip. Um, Does your power conditioner make noise? No, it okay. gets rid of noise. It doesn't hum or anything or click? No. Okay. No. No, I, that that sounds like time for a new power conditioner. If you're hearing <laughs> things like that. So, yeah. That's, that's, what I I <laughs> that's what I thought. And we've had some. Um, we have had a couple brownouts lately mm. and, and, I, and this stuff is supposed to help with that but it doesn't have its own juice so i mean if the power goes down um it's it's not a backup uh power supply you know but yeah. i think i think it's really protected the equipment um and i don't know about you guys but it seems like our power stability this year was less than uh what it had been mm. in pre in previous years And i don't know if that's well um you know we had a lot of warnings
1: we had a lot of warnings about what they call um power power safety shutdown i forget what they call it but uh, you know in the event of like a wildfire or something where they might have to proactively shut power down to certain areas to keep
0: right yeah you guys uh, have uh, that type of thing a lot more than what we do yeah but we didn't really have that much this year um
1: so no, think, our, I'd, our, I'd say stable. we'd have
0: three power events that I'm aware of in the last month here.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Actually in the it, city there was, but here no. Although the thing about our house is that it's from like it was built in like 1963. So most of the wiring is is old and the you know it's not you know I had to ground all of the outlets myself and uh Oh really? yeah they were all 2 prong ungrounded outlets and um, i had to go through and replace re- replace them all and run ground wires under the house and um yeah it's kind of a <laughs> the within the house the power has not always been most reliable <laughs> yeah <laughs> but as far as the public utility it's been pretty
0: reliable this year yeah uh, our last house was a, a 1925 mm-hmm. um Build and it had um, it it had been replaced. It it actually had uh, knob and tube. I was going to say knob and tube. Um, But that that had been replaced with two wire ungrounded. And then yeah, we ended up doing a lot of upgrades on there um, to add grounding. Uh, And and that's hard, uh, you know, to get the ground wires. It's a pain. Um, Yeah. fish drought and everything especially if you uh you know like on the we had an unfinished ceiling in the basement so that makes things mm. a lot easier to oh run basement. that's different yeah, yeah we have yeah. i mean we just have a crawl you got space. a crawl space or, yeah yeah that's kind of misery trying to crawl around in there and get. yeah <laughs> it's not fun <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know what's worse crawling under the house with the the, the dust and the possible vermin or, or getting up into the the attic with the blown in insulation and the <laughs> stifling heat. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't <laughs> Neither, know. On either a, on one a stifling hot day. I, I might opt for the burn <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Neither one is better. They both they're both terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's all I got.
1: Yeah, that's all I got. Not much other
0: than my uh, guitar updates, you know. So yeah, um, and that's going to be going on, ongoing for forever. Sounds Um,
1: like that's going to be less of a Q four thing and more of a Q (laughs) one thing. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's all right. It sounds like it's a very uh, satisfying project.
0: It is, you know, and if I can keep myself patient and just enjoy the process and not, uh, um. Get uptight about things and just, <laughs> put on your yeah. monk robes when you're working on it and uh <laughs> just kind of yeah i was wearing my poncho working on it yesterday <laughs> and, uh, and that felt good you know everything's right
1: when everything's i got my right.
0: poncho on <laughs> <laughs> i love my poncho that's <laughs> oh, funny because <laughs> it's a banky it's a blanket a right. banky um <laughs> and uh you know when you need it to be um it's uh you know if you're feeling uh you know kind of in a western mood you can throw it over your shoulder you know and uh um you know kind of get like uh clint eastwood uh, vibe (laughs) yeah clint eastwood vibe thing going if you want i don't know there's just so much character in a poncho and (laughs) you know (laughs) you know and that and utility um
1: you're gonna have to wear it next time so i can see this poncho
0: (laughs) i think i've worn it before on here (laughs) i will (laughs) <laughs> yes oh you know anytime anybody says hey would you want to wear your pon-? yeah damn yeah i wear my poncho so <laughs> i don't yeah give me any reason to wear the poncho i'll wear that poncho it's funny <laughs> all right man well enjoy the rest of your weekend all right thanks you too everybody thanks for uh listening and hanging out thanks for tuning yeah. in everybody yeah yeah have a great Appreciate week. You. peace
1: cheers all right bye-bye Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode
0: guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating!